Hi and welcome back to Bit of You podcast. I'm Abdullah and I'm Sami. And this today is our fourth episode. So unlike some of our previous episodes, today we actually don't have a guest. It's just going to be Sami and myself having a good old-fashioned chat. Sami, do you want to introduce the topic today? Yes, yeah, sure. So yesterday was World Mental Health Day, and we thought it would be nice and important to discuss mental health. It's something that has affected my life and affected everybody's life to a certain degree. And we thought it is important to talk about it on the podcast and we figured we would take it back down to basics and have a conversation between you and I and explore the topic. We will be back to having guests starting next episode, uh, but we thought for this episode we would just strip it back and have a nice conversation. Yeah. You may have noticed that we were not live with an episode last week, so it's been a month since we've spoken to you. And there is a reason for that, and I, we thought we would be very transparent and open about it with our listeners. So uh, let's talk about it. Yeah, so we did record an episode a couple of weeks ago, went back and forth amongst us in terms of how we wanted it to come out. Uh, and I think we we had creative differences. We had creative differences. I think there were things that we were each uncomfortable with doing in regards to the episode. There were parts of the episode that you wanted out, that I wanted in. And I think we quickly reached an understanding that there was no hard feelings there. And yeah, yeah, absolutely no hard feelings. And I mean, yeah, we we wanted to kind of stay true to everyone's opinion. Yes. And everyone's perspective. And it, yeah, I guess it just, we, we kind of agreed that we would put that put that one on the shelf for yeah now. And, and it did go on to the very last minute we were discussing it up like late at night on the the night the episode was supposed to air but i think we both were quite confident in our stances and we had to put the podcast aside and our friendship aside and say if we're not agreeing on this on a podcast level that's fine i think the best thing for this podcast and for us is to just shelf the episode and start over and i think now we have a bit more and this is something we'll learn as we go along, I think, of an understanding about what the podcast is and kind of setting expectations between ourselves about what the podcast will be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So now that that's out of the way, and that won't happen again. Like I said, it was a one-off thing and we're learning as we go along. So moving forward, we will be with you every two weeks. We just felt that it was important for that last episode. So now that that's out of the way, uh, Abdullah, how are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm Happy good. Happy birthday. Thanks. <laughs> So, yeah, my birthday was a couple of days ago, 34 now, which is, uh, which is exciting. And I uh, got to spend the day with some friends and I got to see family as well. So it's, it's been a nice way to, to start the new year, the, the new year of my life. <laughs> um, but I did, I did have a headache. I did wake up with a headache on the, the day right after my birthday. <laughs> so, yeah, I did start my birthday with a headache, which wasn't the most pleasant thing. But yeah, if if I don't know if we've mentioned this before, but I'm prone to migraines, pretty bad migraines, and um, yeah, they can they can really they can really ruin <laughs> they can really ruin a day pretty quickly. Uh, but no, thankfully, um, I've I've managed to find a way to get them under control. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Luckily, on on uh, this weekend, it worked. You bounced back very quickly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I took a nap and and. Um, Definitely, sleep is one of the probably the one of the only things that can um, that can can kind of help with migraines in my in my case. Yeah. So yeah, and, and thanks to you, Sammy. Sammy uh, baked a cake on my birthday that took five hours to make. 
I feel like we maybe have to post a picture of it on Instagram. It was it was probably one of the best cakes I've had, I think. Oh, that's really nice. Thank you. Yeah. It's the first time I baked that specific cake, but I was like, I'm going to set a challenge for myself. It is a cake from the Milk Bar in New York City, which we visited last year Yeah, uh, with your cousin. We got, went on like a 40-kilometer walk across New York City, and we... Have we have we said that before about, the, uh, about that walk? No. Yeah. Uh, no, we didn't actually. We mentioned the trip, but we never mentioned the walk. So we took one day where me, Abdullah, and his cousin walked from brooklyn into the city and then basically walked 40 kilometers that day and no no it was it was 32 kilometers 32 it, it was forty thousand steps Forty thousand steps so our target was forty thousand steps so we we started in brooklyn crossed the williamsburg bridge i think yes and then all the way up into central park and that from battery park so we landed from battery yeah park, we yeah. landed in manhattan at ba- battery park and then went up into central yeah yeah, and yeah, we stopped by Milk Bar on the way, and oh, that took us, I think, about ten hours, maybe. Yeah, that day was like a ten-hour day, but yeah. it was the best day ever. Just on a side on a sidetrack here, I, I mean, I once I once heard uh, someone say like the best way to experience a city is, you know, to put on a, a comfortable pair of shoes and just walk, and I I think I completely agree, and I think that's something I'll definitely try to do more of when I go to visit a new city, just walk as much as I can. Because you get to experience the city in so many different ways that you wouldn't necessarily experience if you were in a car or if you were on, on a train or something. So that's just my, my urbanist point of view. But uh, I think that I, works for big cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, somewhere like New York, you can walk. You know what I mean? But the, the thing is with New York is that on that walk, so many so many things were happening. Like we walked through so many different areas. So you you got so many different experiences and so many different feels all within one day so it's it's really felt like you're taking in the city yeah at least for me but you know you couldn't do that in somewhere like london you could not experience a big portion of london in one day not i mean i think there's so much more to new york that we didn't get to see of course but the same goes for london london is very walkable to be honest oh yeah but like you would have to really split up the city yeah whereas we covered like i would say about half of new york that day yeah in a line i agree i agree but i think like like i think the same would apply for somewhere like london i guess so i mean i'm not i'm not saying you experience the entire city but you get so many different experiences like i think we walked through um chinatown we walked through obviously central park we walked through the the financial district we walked through so you just get all these different feels while you're walking through the city and i think had we taken a different route, it would have been a different experience. Absolutely. But you was, you still would have been engaged and simulated in the same way. And I think what worked in our favor as well is that we had planned we had planned to hit certain spots and we had yeah. planned our our walk. And the same thing happened in uh, in Boston that day. A couple yeah. of days before that, we were in Boston and we one day woke up and we're like, okay, let's just explore Boston. Yeah. And then so we just kind of selected a few places that we wanted to see. And there's this function on Google Maps. I don't know if the listeners know this or not, but it's amazing is where you put in these stops that you want to get to. And then it shows you the best walking route Mm. to be able to hit all the spots. And we did it that day. And that day was really fun as well. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. So how are you? How how are things on, on your on your side? I'm good. So since we last spoke on the podcast, I went to Lebanon to visit my family, Mm -hmm. which was really nice. It was nice to see them. It was a bit of a strange trip, if I'm being honest with you, seeing Lebanon not in the same way that I usually experience it. It was a bit difficult and sad, but I'm very glad I went. 
hadn't seen my parents in a few months uh, since basically the beginning of the year uh and after everything that happened it was important for me to go see them so yeah that's awesome so are there any new music recommendations or albums you've listened to or songs or anything you can share with the listeners? So I have recently been taking like a deep dive into two rappers. One is called Sweetie or Sweetie and the other is Doja Cat, which I think a lot of people know, but they both have been bringing a lot of joy into my life. There's something about their songs that just make me so happy. And then through them, I discovered... A, a rap duo called City Girls who are also amazing. So I've been listening to a lot of those three artists on top of everything else I listen to. You know, my favorite Kylie is ramping up for a release of a new album, Disco, out next month. And she's been kind of dropping songs and it's been the best feeling ever. Like, that's my favorite time of, of year when Kylie's releasing new music. Little Mix are releasing new music. So all my faves are starting to drop music, which is great. Foxes, who you know I love very much and has been gone for like five years. So... I've been having a ball on Spotify personally. What about you? Uh, not so much, to be honest. Uh, Drake is dropping a new album. <laughs> we don't know when. So one one album I've really been listening to a lot is the new Jaden Smith project. I don't think it's an album. Might be a mixtape, but really enjoying it. I wasn't expecting it. I don't know what what moved me to press play. I think I just did, but no, I was really pleasantly surprised. I really liked it. Um, it's kind of mellow. No, it's a bit rappy, but not so much. I would recommend it. You haven't heard it, of course, even though I sent it to you like a couple of months ago. I did explain to you, Abdullah, is that when I receive an album, I, yeah. I I like to listen to it in my car and I haven't driven my car in a month. Actually, it's been so long that my car battery died and I had to have them come <laughs> and replace it. So on my next drive, which will be tomorrow morning, I will listen to the album because I like to kind of listen and, and give my full attention to an album in the car. Otherwise, I'm not listening to it, I feel. So that's my story about that. All right, I'll take it. Speaking of music, did you watch the Rihanna Savage show? Negative. Negative. I just want to say, if people haven't watched it, it's on Amazon Prime, watch it. It is a piece of culture that is imperative to your being in 2020. I will check it out. It is such an inclusive beautiful amazing 57 minutes watch it enjoy the show i think it's just i think it's an important fashion show and i'm not into fashion shows and all that stuff but it's rihanna and i liked the people that she had on the performers the celebrities and all that so i'm like i'm gonna give it a go it, it was, made my night it was like a complete product right what do you mean like as in it was everything it wasn't just like it wasn't your typical fashion show? It or, wasn't people was walking it? around. So okay. like even the fashions that she was portraying, it's an underwear line. So it's people in their underwear, but it's them not just walking down a runway. It's them dancing and creating these like almost art installations using their bodies and the fashion and the music and the lights. And it's amazing. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm going to, I'll definitely have to give it a watch. Yeah. But yeah, so I think, yeah, let's move on to today's topic. So today's, Today we're going to be discussing mental health from a few different aspects. I think, Sammy, you've struggled a little bit with your mental health. I, at some points, have as well. And I know a lot of people in our lives, uh, in our close circles, have also experienced this, either from personal experiences or from, from being with people that are experiencing certain struggles. We've both experienced it from different perspectives. So we're going to get into it in just a minute uh, after a quick break. So we'll catch you then.
Welcome back. Welcome back. So let's get straight into it. Let's jump into it. World Mental Health Day. I think we've all seen it on social media. People have been talking about it, which is really, really nice. And we thought we would dedicate, like I mentioned earlier, a whole show about it. So let's get into it, Aboud. Yeah. All right. So so let's kick it off, Sammy, with what the term mental health means to you. I mean, when you hear mental health, how do you perceive it? What do you think of, not in terms of your experiences per se, but what does that term mean to you? For me, when I think of mental health, I think of, and it's very difficult to kind of use words here. Of course. Because you could say things that maybe you don't mean, and I'm trying to be careful, but I might say things that maybe are don't come out the way I mean them to be. But I think with mental health in general, personally, when I think of mental health, I think of like stability. I think of of a natural movement through life where your emotions and your feelings and your thoughts are stable. That doesn't mean that they don't go up and down or that they don't you don't experience sides of happiness or sadness or whatnot. But where for the most part you are basically just living your life and your your head doesn't isn't an enemy to you. Mm-hmm. I think mental health is just being content and being happy and, and and being able to navigate through life without hurdles that you're placing upon yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's very similar to physical health as well, where like physical health is where you are able to do the things that you want to do, whatever, regardless of how you look like. Yeah. It's about feeling good in your body. It's about feeling good in yourself and not feeling like your physical being is impending on your life. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the same way with mental health. It's about being able to navigate life without feeling like you're struggling. Yeah. What about you? And I, sorry, no, just just one just one thing I want to emphasize here and and I think it's important to mention. We're not mental health professionals. Not at all. And and none of this is none of this conversation is meant to be taken as professional professional advice or um, a professional perspective by any means. It's just how we've experienced it in our own bodies but also in in the people that that are around us. Yeah. No, I very much agree with you, honestly, with what you said. And I think, so one of the things I was going to add on, and I was thinking about this while you were speaking and then you said it, mental health isn't much different than physical health in in the sense that it's exactly like you said, you know, you go to the gym, you go, you go, you exercise so that you can, you can get physically fit. And I don't mean physically fit as in lose weight and have muscles, but fit as in you you feel fit, but your mind is is the same, uh, you know, and you need to, you need to kind of exercise it and, and take care of it in a way. So that it is fit. So you are mentally fit. Yeah. Not just physically fit. But yeah, I I do agree with you. I don't know how much I would add to what you said, to be honest. I think it's very difficult to talk about mental health with yourself removed from it. I think we attempted to do that right now. But mental health is such a personal thing. And some people struggle, struggle with it quite heavily. And some people don't. Some people have had struggles with it yeah and it kind of plays a small part in their lives and i think that's important to keep in mind as well when you're talking about mental health it's not it's not all or nothing i think mental health comes in a lot of different varieties let's say yeah, yeah. or uh, just like any other physical ailment uh, it affects some people much worse for lack yeah. of a better word it, it's chronic for some people for some people it's something that they struggle with and then they kind of i don't want to say move on but move on from it so i mean i think we both have quite different relationships with mental health and our experiences with mental health have been a little bit different. So do you want to talk about your experience with mental health and maybe the first time you encountered it in your life and you experienced a struggle with it, if at all? Yeah, yeah. I have. I have struggled with it at some part and some points in my life, different points. I think 
a bit different than your experience. So I can think of two times in my life where I remember kind of struggling with this. And and one of them was like a stretch. It was I was in a particularly challenging work environment and I felt down for 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 a while. But and like it's it's I mean, it's part of everyday life. You feel down sometimes, you know, you, you, you feel down, sometimes you feel up, which is which is fine. But this was an extended period of time. So but yeah, I, I just it was it was a difficult it was a difficult thing to get get through. Um, and I think it was it was that sense of feeling like you're stuck in a situation. And the difficult part of it for me was feeling like I didn't know what to do to get out of it. Yeah. If that makes sense. So well, I don't. What was it that you were feeling at the time? Stuck. Stuck. Like I felt stuck. Like I felt like I just wanted to feel better. Yeah. But I just couldn't. Like, and I, it's, you know, like, and we've had this conversation, you and I, quite often. Yeah. Where, and I don't mean to speak on your behalf, but if you don't mind. <laughs> Go ahead. You would tell me the same thing. Yeah. You would say, I, I feel bad and I feel stuck. Like, I feel like there's no... I don't see, like, I don't see myself feeling better. Yeah. Like you, you can't like, and, and, and that's what I felt. Like, I felt like I'm stuck and, you know, from the outside, someone come and can come and say, and I've done this with you, like, maybe you should try this. Maybe you should, you know, work on this. Maybe you should take this perspective. But when you're in that moment, it's just kind of very difficult to be able to see those things. Yeah. Or to see, to see that other person's perspective, even though that advice is, sometimes good yeah and that advice does sometimes help you go through things it's in that moment you feel like okay i hear this advice and you know sammy's saying this to me and i know it's logical what he's saying but like i just don't see it working working yeah exactly and that's a very difficult feeling to have yeah so that was so that was a point in my life where i really did feel sad and it was it was difficult for me to see a point where i wasn't I was no longer sad, but circumstances changed around me and, and, you know, like I kind of caught a break in terms of my working situation and yeah, I went on and, and I ended up finding, uh, you know, working in a, in a situation that m- was more in line with, with me in a sense. Uh, and I was a lot more comfortable with, and I think slowly but surely I, I, I did start to feel better. Yeah. And th- those are the experiences that when I give you advice, like those are the experiences I think back on. Yeah. Um, but there was another moment or another period of my life where I would say I was feeling quite a bit of anxiety. And now that I'm talking back on these situations, a lot of them are kind of work related. But at this point, I didn't actually, I had actually didn't have work. Yeah. And I didn't have work for an extended period of time. And it was a few different things. It was, it was, part of it was the fact that I was switching careers and I wouldn't say it wasn't early in my life. I was 30 at the time. Yeah. Just maybe 29, 30. And, and at the time I felt maybe this is a late point in a person's life to be switching careers. So yeah, I was, I was not working for a while and trying very hard to switch careers. And I think it started to sink in like, and, and these are thoughts you have and you kind of, kind of had to fight these thoughts, but it started to think in that, oh, maybe I w- maybe I won't end up f- going in the career path that I wanted to, but that I had worked at that point really hard to put myself on that path. And it, it, 
basically accepting that that may be a reality was something that gave me a lot of anxiety at the time. Yeah. And it wasn't just that. Another thing was that I wasn't working. And, you know, you know, you've you've been through this where you're, you know, you're looking for work. And when it's been long enough, like, let's say you don't have you don't have work and you, you want to start looking you're you're applying a lot yeah so your day is almost full of like it's a full-time job trying to find a job and when it goes on for a while and you feel like you've exhausted all your options and you know you've applied to all the positions that exist or that are available in the market yeah you start to feel like oh this might not happen like i might not be able to do this but as well like the fact is that if it's if it's been long enough you can't just spend your entire day applying so you have a lot more time of your day to where you're not maybe mentally stimulated you're not working you're not being productive you have time to think you have too much time to think yeah you know and i i've me and you have discussed this before like during that time i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to sleep until four in the morning five in the morning sometimes and this was like kind of a regular occurrence yeah and i think it's because the fact is that my day was relatively not much was happening during my during my day in terms of mental stimulation that in a way, I wasn't mentally tired by the end of the day to sleep. Yeah. And it causes like this feedback loop of like not sleeping and staying up late makes you feel worse the next day again. Yeah. And then it just, it's like a constant feedback loop of just feeling so down. Yeah. And it's, and it's hard again, going back to the idea of, you know, there are certain things you can do to get, get yourself out of that, let's say mindset, but it's so hard to embark on those things you know people say working out will make you feel better going for runs you know try this try that and it's just a little bit hard to get yourself to do those things in that time because you have a priority of like oh no i my priority right now is to whatever it is to to find a job to, yeah. and it's it's yeah i mean that advice is good advice but sometimes it's not that it's easier said than done if that makes sense yeah and people might not think like it's that hard to 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 start doing these things that are going to get you out of that situation but for you it might be yeah um but what about you i think we've mentioned this earlier our experiences are very different i think for me when i graduated university and i've spoken on the podcast before and how in university i was like really effervescent and really just full of joy and happiness and i was like (laughs) always out for a good time (laughs) and then i moved back here and i think a lot of my friends had already had a year ahead of me Mm. And I moved back and I felt like a bit of an outsider. And it's very difficult because I never want to place the blame on one thing or one person or one situation. But it felt like the perfect storm that first year of me being back here looking for a job and feeling a bit like an outsider. And all these different things played a big part into really pushing me into... I mean, looking back now, it's been 10 years. Mm. I was depressed. I was like fully depressed. And I remember it kept getting worse and worse and worse. And it... I hated myself for a large period of time, I would say for like a year or two. And again, there was factors in my life that weren't helping. I had a job quite quickly out of university, actually. I was very lucky. But I think some of the people that I was surrounding myself with, some of the activities that I was taking part in, and I just felt everything around me breaking down and I lost control over everything. Until one night, I had what I would maybe think is my first panic attack. uh, And it was really bad. And I remember my dad sat me down that day and he was like, you need to figure it out. And if there's anything I can do to help you, let me know. Even if you want to go see someone, I'll pay for it. Like, but there's something happening here and we need to work through it. Mm. And that was when it all clicked. But ever since 
and it started to get better and I did I took a lot of steps into getting better but for me I think the difference between us is it has stuck around since then I still struggle with mental health I still have days where I'm uh, not days I go through spells where there's a few weeks and you know this about me where I'm very sluggish and I don't have I feel just down and I feel like there's a gray cast over my life mm. And it's never really left me. It's never gotten as bad as it has been since then. And I've done a lot, and we'll get into it. I've done a lot to kind of better myself and make myself feel better. But it's something I struggle with. And over the past few years, it's kind of developed into anxiety and panic. I've developed social anxiety. I've developed anxiety in general, generalized anxiety. I've gotten panic attacks. Over the past couple of years, I've been to the hospital a couple of times because I was convinced I was dying. I wasn't, and the doctor at the hospital now knows. He he like they're really good here. They like, which is nice. They know that it's a panic attack, and the way they approach it is very welcoming. Rather than, I never felt bad about it. I felt bad about wasting people's time yeah. <laughs> and, and taking up a hospital bed for five hours while they ran all the checks. But they always approach it in a way that was like, "This is what's happening. You know, stick around for a few hours, calm down. Anything we can do for you, and then I go home." I think that's I think that's a really important point that you just made. How you're saying that the way they deal with it, and I think you just said something just a bit earlier where you said you had a panic attack and your dad sat you down and said, "This is this is happening and it's something you need to deal with." And I think that's really important. I think being that open about things and being that expect accepting about some of the struggles of mental health is is such an important step in in improving mental health. Yeah. And you know something, I think, in that first couple of years, our relationship suffered a lot because of it. I think mm. there were there was a period of time there where things were really bad between us. And I think it's because at that time, I didn't realize what was happening. In my head, I, it was all these new experiences and all these new feelings, and I was taking it out on you because you were my closest friend at the time, and still are, but at the time, you were my closest friend as well, in a way that was unhealthy for me. And I don't think it opened the door for you to help me either. And it was something I don't think you, correct me if I'm wrong, ever encountered so closely. <laughs> what, what do you mean encountered? I don't, like, you've never had someone in your life who's close to you behave in such a manner. I was, there was points in my, t- uh, like, in, in that time where I was completely unhinged. I was having, like, episodes. Yeah. No, and, no, definitely. I think you're, yeah, like that. I haven't, I hadn't experienced that. No. And I think it's, a lot of it is me as well because I never spoke about my feelings. It would just be reactionary. Yeah. But once I kind of realized that, it goes back to your point, and I started speaking to you about it from a place of I'm struggling at the, this point. You you were able to help me and our relationship has gotten even closer because we are able to talk about these feelings and we were able to talk about these things that we're going through. Yeah. But I think in the very beginning it was very toxic because I had no idea what was happening. Yeah, of course. And it goes back to your point of like, if people know what's happening and people know how to at least approach it, it makes a difference. Yeah. And I think that's why it's really important to talk about these things so that people feel like they can say it and then they can receive help. Because if you're not showing that you need help, how are people going to help you? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think just, just, a, just the act of talking through it, even though it's not necessarily like someone actively helping you, but you had someone... To, to speak to and I think that process of you speaking to someone helps in one way or another 
f- helps you in a sense sort things out. Yeah. In, you know, sort out your thoughts or your, um, yeah, kind of your experience, if yeah. that makes any sense. So if we talked about like the past, but I, I'm interested to know how does mental health play a part in your life today? If at all, or like it could be secondhand, you know what I mean? What, what does mental health look like to you today? So yeah, I think it's a bit difficult to answer. I mean, what does mental health look like to me today? So like I mentioned, I mean, I had experiences where I've struggled with mental health and in those points I didn't feel okay. And in those moments, and, and you, you, you probably have the same experience, all you want is to feel okay. Yeah. Um, so I feel that it's something I cherish a lot, like being mentally healthy. And it's it's something that I like to invest in. So if there's something I know that that keeps me mentally happy or mentally healthy, let's say, it, it's things I like to do. Yeah. Whatever, whatever that is like. But yeah, I mean, it's it's something that's definitely a part of my life. It's something I've experienced. It's something my loved ones have experienced. It's something you've you've experienced quite. I think your experience was maybe more, let's say, detailed. Yes. I don't know if detailed is the right word, but... Thorough. <laughs> Thorough. And and all of those things just give me like an appreciation for mental health and as well like an appreciation for the struggles of mental health. Yeah. I think for me, I, I mentioned this in my earlier part, but for me, I think now that it's been 10 years since my first kind of experience with it, it still happens. I think I mostly deal a lot with anxiety. I have panic attacks every now and then, but my life has stabilized and that's something I'm happy for. Mm. And I think one of the things that, and I continue to strive to like better my mental health and my life isn't all doom and gloom. I just need to make this clear. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think anyone with mental health, I think sometimes people struggle as well with talking about it because they think the moment you say that, it means that you're like, just like this person who just doesn't have a personality or doesn't have anything yeah. other than that. And that's not the case. You can have severe mental health issues and still be a functioning human being and, mm. and, and, and be interesting and be funny. And some of the funniest people I know are the ones who struggle the most with mental health. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I think these days, mental health to me looks like something that comes and goes. So I'll go a few months feeling great. And then one day I'll just wake up and it'll be hard to get out of bed. And then it'll be day two and day three and then a week and two. But what I like to see, and it's actually something I'm going through right now. I'm having a bit of like an off week. But for me, it's one of those things where I'm like, let it happen. Yeah. If this is what your mind is telling you, if your mind is tired or if your mind is upset, acknowledge it. Revel in it a little bit. There's nothing wrong with it for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. And then once you understand that it's happening, you can start utilizing things that you've learned to make it better i think that's a really important point actually so on the two experiences that i talked about the the first one where i was sad for an extended period of time i remember thinking oh i want to be not sad i want to be not sad and then at some point you kind of just feel like you just have to go through it yeah you have to let yourself be sad and i think that's also that's also okay and that's that's completely normal yeah like the instant reaction is, I feel sad, I need to get better. But sometimes you need to process it. Whatever is making you feel sad, whatever is making you feel down or anxious, you need to process it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not, you can't just jump out of it without dealing with that that emotion. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? 
that's something I try to do a lot. Like, like I said, those first couple of days when you realize, oh my God, it's happening again. I give myself the green card to stay in bed. Yeah. I give myself the green card to spend 12 hours on my sofa doing absolutely nothing. That's fine. Hmm. I give myself the green card to call you up and be like, hey, Abdullah, can you just come over and sit on the sofa with me <laughs> yeah. for a few hours? Yeah. Let's just watch some TV. Let's talk some shit. Nothing more, nothing less. I don't want to leave the house. I don't do, do, do anything. I just need someone around. And then once that is out, you move on. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a fight, in, in my opinion, in my experience. Yeah. Because I think I've learned to accept that it is a part of the wavelengths of my life at this point. And until some miracle happens where you can just turn it off, I have to learn to live with it. Yeah. Like, I have these issues. These issues don't necessarily have me. I'm not a prisoner to them. Mm. <laughs> I struggle and it's difficult. But for the most part, I'm okay. And it's being okay with feeling bad, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to know that some people do like, I mean, yeah, that's your experience. And I think it's, it's a good, it's, it's good that you've managed to kind of, I mean, at this point you kind of know what to expect. So when it happens, it's not a surprise. And I think that also helps you, I don't want to say control it, but it, it helps you not let it control you. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I think with some people, it's it's a bit harder to do that. Absolutely. And yeah. I think there are ways to deal with that as well. Again, and I think it's great that you mentioned it at the top. This is very personalized. I'm not... I, yeah, yeah, I, exactly. I, I yeah. want to make sure I'm not speaking on everybody who struggles with anything. It's really my... Your experience. My yeah. experience. But, you know, sometimes it does come out of nowhere. <laughs> like, with these panic attacks, which are quite new to my life, it's a new vibe for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I could be having, like, the best day ever, and then suddenly I, I can't breathe. I get dizzy. I start seeing stars. Yeah. My left arm goes numb. I'm fully convinced I'm having a heart attack. And I used to hear people say that before and I could never understand what it was like. It's literally feeling like you're dying. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It, it catches you off guard. And that is really scary. Yeah. Yeah. But it's happened to me several times now that I was starting to have one. Was it yesterday? And... I called you and then I called my dad and I was telling my dad, like, I'm not feeling well. This is happening. And he's like, okay, hold up. This happened a couple months ago and it <laughs> happened a few months before that. Both times you went to the hospital, they told you, you've got amazing blood. Your heart's great. Have a cup of, of tea, calm down and call me back in like an hour. Yeah. My parents said that to me and then it worked. It, I mean, it's, but it's very difficult in that moment because you're convinced that yeah. you're dying well to be honest i mean i've had i'd say one or two panic attacks and similar to your situation i've i've gone to a doctor at the moment and sometimes it's like 11 at night and yeah. usually it happens at night yeah and you end up staying at the doctor until 1 2 in the morning but and they tell you oh it was a panic attack but like i try to trace it back to something that happened that would have caused the panic attack or triggered it but I don't necessarily, I'm not able to say this is what happened that gave me a panic attack. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It kind of, like you said, it creeps up out of nowhere and you simply can't say I was stressed or because sometimes you're not even stressed. Yeah. You know, who knows? But yeah, it's important. I mean, it's important to to take it seriously and, and you know, like again, and that's also part of your journey of knowing what to expect and being able to deal with it in, yeah. in one way or another. Yeah. I mean, on the topic of, you know, kind of knowing what to expect and, you know, things not being such a surprise to you anymore. What are 
some of the things that you feel have worked for you personally in terms of you know coping with you know a period of your life where you know you feel like you're struggling with your mental health is it is it something that you do consistently as in it's it's a kind of routine that you've made part of your life that you feel sort of mitigate some of the struggles yeah. that you face with mental health or is it something that you can do in the moment where you say I know I'm I know this feeling I know I'm starting to feel a bit I know I'm starting to feel a certain way I'm going to do this thing that I know works and yeah. makes me feel better what, what, what how does that work for you okay so I think that's a very good question I think you covered both bases because I was about to say I think it's very different depending on what I'm feeling so the, the shorter answer first is when it comes to these panic attacks and anxiety attacks, for me, it is about centering myself. And this is something I learned from a friend who also struggles with this, who always says there's like, think of something that you can see, think of something that you can smell, think of something that you can taste, think of something that you can touch and something that you can hear and center yourself in that moment. And for me, when I have anxiety or I have panic, I just need to be alone and then I need to just center myself. So I'll sometimes I'll put essential oil on my upper lip so that I have something to really smell. Hmm. I'll touch something that feels that feels substantial. Yeah. And then I'll make a noise with my mouth or I'll knock on something to hear. So I do. I, I try to engage my senses one at a time, and breathe and say, "You're in the moment. You're okay." Hmm. And then I try to have a cup of tea or a drink of water. I have these. I, I got this from you because of your migraines. <laughs> uh, these cooling pads that you put on your head. So they're yeah. used for migraines. That's what you use them for. Yeah. But I've started to use them for when I'm feeling panic or I'm feeling anxiety. I just kind of lie on my bed and put it on and it's a cooling sensation on your head. And it really helps me get back to yeah. feeling better. For any of our listeners that suffer from migraines, it's, yeah, these are like pads you, you can get from the pharmacy and you and you stick them on your forehead and they have a cooling and heating effect intense it's like tiger bomb or kind of like vix and um yeah for me it, it does it alleviates the pain a little bit yeah sorry yeah go on no it's fine and then i think for me when it talks when i'm thinking about my general mood and my general struggle with just mental health and feeling some days feeling really sad or some weeks feeling really sad over time i have have a roster of things that help me it doesn't cure it because i think it's very difficult to to say you've cured something i don't think yeah i don't think yeah. you can in that sense um for me it is a few things first of all it's talking to friends so for me with all of my friends i think a lot of my friends struggle with mental health and even if they don't having like this uncensored space to talk about things where you can just blurt it out if you're having sitting having a coffee and suddenly you just want to say something you say it uh, being open and being unafraid to talk about these things really helps me. Obviously, you play a big role in, in that. And you're always one person I call or say, hey, can you come hang out for with me for a bit? Even if it's not doing anything. And most of the time, that's not like that's what I need is just not to do something, but have someone to just talk to and feel yeah. normal with. Going to the gym, for me personally, when I go to the gym, it keeps a lot of negative feelings at bay. Therapy has helped a lot in the past. I'm not currently in therapy, but I'm starting to think maybe I want to go back to it uh, because it's very helpful and it's it offers you something. First of all, personally, again, my experience, I'm always a bit worried about treating, especially someone like you, like a therapist mm. because it's a bit unfair. And as well, you're not equipped to necessarily provide me therapy. Yeah. <laughs> And you never want to like make that a huge part of a friendship, right? So for me, therapy and having someone who doesn't really know me on a personal level, obviously they do, but like on a, in a very different way, 
to speak to and be open to, that really helped me. And that's something I always suggest to people who are struggling with mental health, especially at the beginning, is find a therapist. I think as well, people that aren't, I mean, that aren't even necessarily struggling with mental health, I think therapy is a good thing. So one of the things that I, I, a few years ago, Mac Miller had an interview and and Mac Miller has also dealt with, with you know, some some mental health struggles. And it was a very candid interview. And I think, you know, it, it was in a time of his life where things were better, let's say. And that's what that's the one thing he said. And this is what we said at the beginning of the of the episode where he's saying going to therapy is like exercising your mind. So he was saying you go to the gym to be physically fit. You should go to th- a therapist is the, is the is the equivalent of going to the gym. Yeah. So I think I think it's not necessarily if you're dealing with mental health issues. I think it is a good I mean, if in general yeah it is a good thing to do in general if, it's the if, best if you have the means to do it and yeah it's the best practice but i think it's specifically if you're if you're dealing dealing with it of i think course. That, yeah one thing that i'm still struggling to deal with and i'm going to be very honest here is negative thoughts i get these a lot especially mm. when i'm feeling down that's one thing i haven't been able to kind of pinpoint an ointment for <laughs> but i don't think you i I think it's a bit difficult to say to break down your experience into sections di- sections and say yes. this is this is you know anxiety this is negative thoughts this is whatever yeah. you know and say I know what works for my anxiety I know what works for my negative thoughts I know what works for because it's it's very much a package and it I is. think it is I think that's the complexity of it like you can't and I think that's part of what makes it so difficult or overwhelming is that it's all those things at the same time yeah and you know it's like you have a boat with holes and you want to plug one hole but there's water coming out of the other that's what it feels like sometimes exactly yeah. and i think so yeah i think it's hard to section it in that way and and, and you kind right. of have to look at it as a holistic sorry a holistic thing yeah i think you're right and from my experience talking to people it's one of those things where once you've had that big first, if for, again, for me personally, but I've spoken to some people who felt the same way, is when you heard you had that first big break of sadness or of that change in your in your mental health. It's so difficult to, I for me in my experience, there's no turning back. Yeah, that this is going to be something I carry with me at all times. Yeah, and like you're saying, it's very difficult to say this and this and this and this. And you're right because. It all it's all part of a bigger thing, which is mental health, like my anxiety, my negative thoughts, my sadness, my panic attacks, whatever it is. They're all a part of a bigger issue, which yeah. is my mental health. And so, yeah, those are the things. I mean, I'm, I'm going off track here, but those are the things that really help me going to the gym, speaking to the people, therapy, having days to myself where I just treat myself nicely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes if I'm having very negative thoughts, I'll sounds ridiculous but i'm being honest so i might as well just say this i'll stand in front of the mirror and tell myself what i like about myself physically and mentally and emotionally Mm. and just speaking to myself it's so stupid but sometimes you see those things of like speak to yourself the way you would speak to your best friend yeah and i have i have a lot of issues with that i never speak to myself the way i speak about someone i care about like a family member or a close friend yeah and i have to sometimes remind myself like sit down look at yourself and talk to yourself the way you talk to people that you love. And that helps sometimes. Yeah. 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 One thing I wanted to point on is, especially now with with COVID and, you know, the fact that, you know, the world's kind of been, f- for the most part, everyone's world's been kind of f- 
flipped on its head and you know you know you could be in a situation where the routine things you're talking about you are no longer that feasible yeah and i think it's it's really important to not go too long without acknowledging that and trying to find ways to basically fill that gap yes if, if that makes any sense like and i think we're home a lot more you know you're you're not interacting socially as much a routine like the gym maybe isn't feasible yes depending depending on the situation so yeah there's a lot of things and i think it's it's a volatile period it's important to try to make sure you're keeping up those routines as much as you can absolutely and i think as well we don't at least from my experience i you know we sometimes don't acknowledge it until it's at a point where you're, you're already the damage is done so yeah to speak. you know like they say okay like give yourself like you know you know like let's say make sure you have personal time family time whatever it is that you need to yeah. to, to basically stay mentally healthy yeah yeah and yeah with everything that's going on sometimes you don't realize so like if you're stressed at work let's say you know you wait until it's 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 like too far yeah before you start doing the things that you know you should be doing like whatever it is if it's working out if it's yoga if it's breathing if it's but yeah that's i think it's important to not let it get too far without kind of checking yourself and saying okay no i i need this i need yeah i need to i need to do more of this i need to eat more of this i need to whatever it is that you need to do to start to, you know yeah with covid uh, i think it is very difficult to keep in touch and you know people have their bubbles you're part of my bubble a few of my friends are part of my bubble and even that i mean i live alone so i spend a lot of time alone and i can't expect people to see me every day or see me as often as i would like to see me because everyone has lives even i have a life and i, I can't commit to that to somebody yeah and i think sorry just to add and you you also work from home i do work like from home. your your work is fully by nature it's remote work it's not yes and so i don't generally see a lot of people Uh, and i think one thing that's really good to utilize is technology i mean i talk to you a lot on whatsapp all day so it doesn't feel like i'm alone Uh, i've over this whole thing of being self-isolation i've weirdly reconnected to people i haven't spoken to in a decade literally and my advice to people if you're listening to this is be open to that don't it's not the same, but it helps. Yeah. Like reaching out to people and speaking digitally. And I can't see Abdullah every day, but I can speak to him. Uh, sometimes he's busy. I'll speak to somebody else. I have made new friendships and have rekindled friendships. And it has been a positive f- effect on me. And yeah. one of my friends who I've reconnected with over the past year or two had sent me a really nice message and said, because I was saying I'm not feeling great. And she was like, you know, I just want to say you've been such an, a positive force in my life through this. And it's nice to have someone I can just text out of nowhere. And I'm like, and I felt the same way about her. And don't let technology or distance or whatever stop you from making new connections during this time, because I think it's important. And that's one of the main things that keeps me going is connection. Yeah. With old people, like with your best friend, continue talking to them, message them 8,000 times a day, but also new people. I mean, keep yourself open. I think that's a really one thing I've learned over the past few months. I think, yeah. And I think one of the things is the first reaction when, when, when things happen, like COVID, for example, like the first reaction is, I I wish I could be doing this. I wish I could be having dinner with a friend. I wish I could be you know, dancing in, at a concert with people, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, it sucks that we can't have these things. Yeah. But, but I think 
like you said, it's important to to not let, let that. Yeah, I mean, and it still sucks, and it sucks as much as it sucked at the very beginning. But it's important not to let that be like, oh, it sucks, and then that's it. That was the only that was the only solution. Because, like you said, there's different ways, and and honestly, like I live in the same city as my my parents and my my family, and we used to see each other like once a week once every two weeks before yeah. covid and sometimes even once every three weeks and then covid covid hits and i actually started to feel like i was connecting more to them because we would talk on the phone a lot more we would zoom yeah and you know when we see each other a lot of the times we don't actually get to talk there's always a lot going on and kids and like <laughs> i get so it. so yeah. we don't get to talk but like now it was concentrated conversation which was which is really nice actually yeah um but yeah, and my 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 aunt in the U.S. now does a week, a bi-weekly Zoom. That's something that never happened before. So you do feel like you're connecting to people. Anyway, yeah. this is way off topic, but yeah. No, no, it's a positive thing. And I think that's something people, it took me time to accept that, but it's it's fine. We work with what we have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they say the new normal. So I think, and this goes back to like what we were saying about you know, working long hours, not maybe not necessarily being in the office, not being around people. Let's just say that that's the new normal for now. So I, oh, I, the new normal freaks me out because it, it kind of is like surrendering that this is the new normal. I think it's but but I think that you have to not surrender, but you have to accept and like listen, listen, life might eventually go it's back. The current normal. <laughs> the, the, fine. The new current normal. But life will hopefully eventually go back to the way it was. But yes. like until then, you have to learn how to adapt for you for you to like and again going back to mental health you absolutely ha- you have to you have to adapt so you don't you know but for me the the phrase new normal and this is something again from another friend i've learned is she had posted something about how it affects her and her kids because her kids feel like when they go to school and hear the phrase new normal they they panic and it's the same thing for me when i hear the phrase new normal i start to get anxious because i'm like <laughs> is this it forever so i have to remind myself it's not the new normal it's the current normal and yeah until it goes it goes but it's not the new normal and i hope it isn't yeah i don't know that it's pedantics but it makes a difference for me <laughs> yeah so abdullah i have a question for you shoot uh we've discussed i think i mean you've mentioned that you've <clears throat> had experiences yeah with mental health but and again, I'm not speaking on your behalf, but I'm, correct me if I'm wrong. It's not something that you actively struggle with at the moment or it doesn't play like a big, big part in your life. Yeah, that's correct. But as I've mentioned, it does mine. I am someone who struggles with mental health issues and I can only speak for myself as part of your life. I don't know about anyone else's. I don't want to talk on anyone else's behalf, but I think it's interesting to get the perspective of someone who is who has someone in their life who does struggle with mental health. And what does that, I mean, do you have any advice for people in your position who maybe have someone close to them who struggles with it? How do you approach it? So I think this is a good question. And it's, I mean, it's it's interesting to hear you say that. And because I've said this to you before, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like, do you think my presence in your life does help? Absolutely. And I, I yeah. So, I mean, that, that's, that's the thing because like, and I've said this to you before, like, I, like, I don't think I'm that helpful. And like, when I, when I see you struggling with mental health, I, I always wish I could do something. I, like, I wish I could do more. I actually do feel a little bit helpless in some, 
some cases. Yeah. Like I feel like I want to do something and I, I mean, we talk and we talk through things and I know that does help. Absolutely. You're a big part of my mental stability. (laughs) No. And I I think from my perspective, I mean, you've said that and like, but from my perspective, I always feel like I should, I would like to do more or, you know, and I've said this to you before and you'd be like, oh, I'm going through it. And I say, you know, and I apologize. And we've we've had these conversations before. And like, I mean, you may have been, I mean, there may have been another reason why there was, I don't want to say tension, but like whatever is going on at the time. And I'll say, no, I'm sorry. I should have reached out more. I should have called. I should have done this. And you say, no, you do enough. But like, from my perspective, I always feel like I would like to do more. Um, but no, just to answer your question, it, it does. I do sometimes feel like I want to do something, but I just don't know what to do yeah. to make you feel better. And, it, and that partially might be because I've also experienced struggles. And I know that having someone speak to you, speak at you, isn't always um isn't always a solution to feel better yeah it doesn't necessarily mean you know but like i think with you for example but you're and you're really receptive to it i try to break things down into stages as in and i tell you and i've said this before you can't you can't any situation in life you can't overcome it all at once any big situation um when i was in my when I was doing my undergrad, I did engineering. And obviously engineering is all big problems that need to be solved. And one of my professors said, you can't take down a, a monster like with a single punch. You have to, I don't know what the, what the analogy was, but said like, you have to do it one part at a time. And that's generally the approach I have to, to life. But also when you come and you tell me, I'm struggling with this, I'm struggling with that. And if you don't mind me saying, I remember a particular time when you were going through a rough patch and I was, it was pretty rough. It wasn't the times you're referring to like 10 years ago, but this was a couple of years ago. And I remember we were in front of the barbershop. Do you remember? Oh my God. Yes, I do. And just for background, I don't mind saying this. I was like in tears in front of the barbershop. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we had parked and we were talking and then we went out to the barbershop and, and yeah, you were crying in front of the barbershop. And at the time, I think weights was one of the issues that you were dealing yes. with and you were saying i think you were heavier at the time you yes. were particularly heavy and it was it was it was it was having an impact on your mental health and i remember telling you let's try this let's just do this one thing and let's see how that goes let's not worry about resolving all of these issues like let's say and i and that and at that time i think it was i was telling you workouts yeah like, let's try working out and see how you go. Like, even if you don't lose weight, but see how you feel about it. And that's just one aspect that, of it. That was the time you actually encouraged me to to see a personal trainer. Yeah. Who I've been seeing since. Yeah. And who's become like a five days a week thing that's changed my life. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's my approach. Like, that's that's the way I kind of approach situations. But again, I always wish I could do more. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's a combination of, I mean... The answer to your question is two parts. What's my approach? It's to dissect it and try to address one thing at a time. Again, and this is not contradicting to what I was saying about the complexity of mental health. Yes. But I mean, what what I was trying to do was understand what was, mm, I don't want to say bothering you, but what was on your mind. Yeah. And trying to address that and trusting the process and hoping that if we address this thing that's bothering you at this moment, mentally you would feel better with time. Yes. 
Um, that's one part of my answer. The second part is how do I experience it? Yeah. Uh, like I wish I could do more. And, and I've said this before, if there's anything that I as a friend can do for you in those moments that you think would be effective, then yeah, please share. And yeah, but we do. And I, and I think I understand where you're coming from a hundred percent. And it's difficult because I can, I can imagine feeling helpless and I can imagine, especially when someone's really going through it and mental health is not easy. Like if someone's really feeling down, it's very difficult to just be like, yeah. I mean, that's also another thing it's, and like, I don't mean this in any, in any, in any way, but like it's, if it's constant for long enough, it's also a little bit exhausting, difficult to be in that situation. Yes. Um, and like you by no means like you don't dump anything on me yeah you know you don't you don't expect me to like you know you're saying you give yourself a green card to stay in bed all day or to sit on the couch you don't give yourself a green card to like put all my emotional baggage on someone put all your emotional baggage on someone yes and you know that's something yeah i appreciate yeah um but i think it's there is a challenge of kind of being in that situation and and maybe the that helpless feeling is part of it. It's like you're there, the, the the mood is down, you know, and you feel like, what can I do to make it feel better? Like, what can I do to make it better? And like, you don't really know what to do. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think I hope you don't take offense to that. I'm not. Of course, I'm not and I, I don't mean it in that way. Like, I don't mean that you're a downer. But like. You, you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes I'm a fucking downer and that's okay. I'm, I'm not like ashamed of that and I'm not going to take it personally yeah. because sometimes I am. And it goes back to my original point is I don't think I am all the time. That's yeah. the thing. Like I think it does go through phases and that's why I'm not taking it offensively. And even if I was the downer all the time, I wouldn't take it offensively because I would be aware of it and that's fine. Yeah. And if it didn't work out, you wouldn't be in my life in the capacity that you are at yeah. the end of the day. No one's forcing anyone to to be a part of someone's life in any capacity. Yeah. Things just grow and, and evolve. And, yeah. um, but just to your point, I think if anybody's listening who's in your situation and feels the same way you do, for me, it's there's there's nothing ever to be done necessarily. And having someone just listen to you talk and hear you out and if you need to cry in front of a barbershop, they'll stand next to you in broad daylight and let you cry in front <laughs> of a barbershop. That's fine. Like, those things that's what it is it's and i and, and if anyone's listening who's in your situation i think that's what it is for me is just having someone who will pick up the phone or will come over and spend a couple of hours with you and just once in a while it's okay if you're feeling down they'll they'll sit in that depth with yeah. you <laughs> no no it's absolutely and and try to change the the you know make you feel a bit better whether it's being silly or cracking jokes or watching something funny on tv or finding something that you might enjoy so if anybody's feeling like Abdullah from my perspective, it's one of those things where you're doing enough. If somebody's calling you and someone's relying on you, I don't like to use the word rely, but you know, we're all friends. And if someone, a friend is I relying mean, on you, why not? I why think not? Exactly. Yeah. Then you're clearly doing enough. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And again, if, if there is anything, I always do tell you, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's an issue at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, that's about it. I don't know if you have anything else to add or... Um, I know I don't have anything to add, to be honest. I really did enjoy this conversation. Me too. Um, I think it's, like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, a really important conversation to have. And again, I reiterate that we're not professionals, but we are people that have experienced this in, 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 from different perspectives. And we thought it was 
an important thing to share, I guess. Yeah, and as well to build on that, I think we could probably talk for like eight hours about this if yeah. we wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure there's a lot we haven't covered. And if there is certain things that you're listening to that you feel like you would like to hear someone talk about, send us a message on Instagram. I'm sure we'll get to it at some point uh, and have another, if there's enough kind of feedback, we'll have another episode like this. It's important. But I think as basics, I think it was nice to talk about things and, yeah. and cover. And I, I mean... We haven't written a thesis about it, but I, I hope that if you're listening to this and you felt heard or you felt um, you that you received anything out of it, then that would make me happy. Yeah, and yeah. that would fulfill the purpose of this of this episode. Yeah, of this podcast, even. Yeah. Um, so I think that's it for this week. Yeah, we will see you again in two weeks with a special guest. Yeah, we have our next couple of guests lined up, and I think they're going to be uh, really funny engaging episodes yeah uh so i'm very excited to get those recorded and abdullah where can they find us if you enjoy the podcast and you would like to hear more you can follow us and and listen to other episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts so that includes spotify apple Podcasts, google and stitcher or you can find us on instagram at bit of you podcast so yeah and uh, we'd really appreciate it if you're enjoying the show and any of our episodes share our podcast with your friends rate it uh, get in touch with us we love hearing feedback uh, I think one of our episodes got quite a lot of feedback on Instagram and we loved engaging with it so if you have any thoughts anything send us a DM send us a comment on one of the posts we're happy to to get into it with you and hopefully one day talk about it on the podcast and yeah yeah so thanks again for joining us and we'll see you again in two weeks yes and stay safe stay honest and happy with yourself yeah and if you're struggling i'm feeling with you reach out to us reach out to your friends and hope you feel better yeah okay see you in two weeks thanks